Good morning. I'm Jerry Agar. Um, unfortunately, John is still under the weather. We're hopeful he will be back tomorrow. It's looking good for that. That, uh, as always, necessitates somebody filling in for me. That somebody is Mark Tuey, who will do the 9 to Noon show, and he's dropped by for the morning brief. Take your time, John. Take all the time you need. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Are we paying you? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, oh, okay. Thankfully, I think. I, well, I assumed. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so I just had a conversation conversation with Minister Vic Fideli, he and I don't agree, on the usefulness of handing billions and billions of dollars to corporations, corporate welfare, to VW, to Stellantis. The Stellantis one irks me the most because we had a deal with Stellantis. They went back on it. Now we have a new deal that is billions more than the deal we had. And I don't know why the government trusts them then to to stand by this deal. So, uh, But am I wrong to say that these are bad financial deals for the province? Well, we don't know because we don't really know any of the numbers involved. It makes sense, and businesses do this too, to invest some money to unlock an opportunity to reap some money. And so if that's what's happening and you can do the math, like the city of Toronto, for example, has, I think it's called an IMIT program. I don't remember what it stands for. But basically, if you're going to take a piece of uh, property that's an old factory that is paying almost nothing in property tax now, and you're going to invest a whole bunch of money in it uh, over the next uh, few years to bring it back in, and it's going to pay heaping stacks of property tax for the city, the city will waive you know, we'll phase in the property tax over 10 years. So in year one, you don't pay the full amount, you pay one-tenth, and then it goes up. And at the end of that 10-year program, the city is making more money than it would have otherwise. So if that's the case with this, yes, but I think you hit the nail on the head. The, every story I've read about this, this is a binding agreement, Jerry. This, this is yeah. a Well, the last one was also a binding agreement, or nobody would have put shovels in the dirt. I mean, if it wasn't yes, binding, right. nobody was going to spend money. So how much more binding is this agreement? Well, and, and yes, you've hit on the problem there. I think we both have. And that is, yes, you give them, okay, pay 10% of the tax this year, pay 20% next year. And they were saying, by golly, by the time we reach 10 years, it's going to be full on tax, and we're all going to be winner. No, by the time you hit eight years, they're going to be threatening to leave again. They're like sports teams. They'll threaten to leave unless you build them a stadium. Like this, at some point, government needs to stop playing this game. Well, that is a challenge in this particular industry. That's, you know, cyclical negotiations with big unions. Everybody's always threatening everything. It's less of a concern with the city where when somebody sets up a company to do something, they're more than likely going to be here for the long haul because we can see them investing $100 million to build this thing. They're not going to walk away from that. But in this kind of an industry, they make so much money so quickly, they can walk away from a very expensive investment. Yeah. I started out this morning by showing a point of agreement with Mayor-elect Chow. Well, you know, when somebody's right, somebody's right. Uh, here's what she had to say about the, the headline of refugees sleeping on the streets of Toronto. The funding that we had from uh, the federal and provincial government, the provincial government paid their share for this year. The federal government um, stopped. We are noticing that a third of the 10,000 people that are on shelters are refugees. A third. Refugees, of course, is a federal responsibility, right? So that's a challenge. Uh, I got to say, Jerry, in this case, you're right. She's right. Yeah. The federal government, when I worked at City Hall, 
uh, I left in 2013, the middle of the year, there were enough shelter beds for all the people who needed them. They weren't always in the right place, and they weren't always very well run, and they weren't always very comfortable, and people didn't always want to use them, but they were there. And then a couple of things happened in the years after that. One, uh, Justin Trudeau invited 40,000 or 50,000 Assyrian refugees to Canada, posed with them on the tarmac, greeting big bear hugs in his sort of forehead kisses with uh, new refugees, welcome to Canada, God help you. Uh, and then for the people who were the people who were sponsored privately, they went into houses that had been arranged for them and jobs that had been arranged for them and supports for a year from local residents that had done that. But the ones that were sponsored by the government were, thanks very much for coming, enjoy your life, good luck. And they were just dumped in the cities, and they started filling up the shelter beds. At one point uh, during the at the beginning of the pandemic, that 45 percent of the beds in the city of Toronto were occupied not by homeless people, but by refugees who had no means of support because the government had just abandoned them. The federal government. So she's absolutely right. This is a federal. The federal government created this problem, and it's the right thing to do. You said it this morning. Like refugees, we should be welcoming them, but we should have a plan. And and we shouldn't just foist it on another level of government. There's yeah. one. There's only one taxpayer to pay for this, no matter who does it. But you and I, as taxpayer, Jerry, we've given our money already to the federal government to deal with refugees, and we gave some money already to the city to deal with local homeless people. They shouldn't have to pay for the federal government's responsibility out of that pocket full of money, because it just comes back to us asking for yet more. I, I think uh, a major problem, and you worked at the city government level, you were with Rob Ford when he was mayor, Mark Tui, um, and uh, the, the, the federal government has the ability to download on the provinces. The provinces have the ability to download on the municipalities, and the municipalities eventually get in a situation like Toronto was in, where they're, they're entirely out of whack. And we can blame City Hall for all kinds of things, and I do, but when I say we should welcome refugees, I mean we, as a, as a nation, that makes it a federal issue, not a mayor chow issue. Yeah, and the federal government is there for as long as it takes to for the flashbulbs to go off and the photographs to be taken, and then they're skedaddled. They're out of the picture. They don't care. They, they don't deliver anything. And you're right. The city has no one but us as property taxpayers and renters who pay property tax to yeah. dump on. Uh, so uh, we yeah. end up carrying the freight. But we already paid for this up front. The federal government's got money for this. It is uh, an outrageous disrespect of the refugees as well for the federal government to bring them in saying we're saving you and then here's how we're saving you. You can uh, sleep on the sidewalk on John Street in Toronto. But that's uh, the Canadian tradition. Okay. We have embassies out there and uh, immigration and whatever it's called now, Citizenship Canada, out there now in a big advertising campaign on the long weekend saying we want more nurses, we want more doctors come to Canada, except they're going to be nurse, they're going to be taxi drivers and Uber drivers and convenience store clerks here because the federal government doesn't actually do any work to make sure that they can work in their yeah. Now, speaking of the power of one entity over another, the province wants some land at Ontario Place. Toronto owns it. And what, what do you do when the 800-pound the gorilla says to the monkey, um, let's reach an agreement, or I'll just take the land? Give it to him. 
Give them all the land. Give them the entire exhibition place. That's the biggest holdback to any progress at exhibition place, which is the proper name for the city side of that, which is 200 acres of mostly paved over parking lot that okay. we use three weeks a year for an exhibition. And the Ontario place, they have been held back for decades in redevelopment because neither can do anything on their own, but they're owned and managed by two different entities that hate each other. And so merge them into one entity, give ownership to somebody, doesn't really matter. Give it to Doug Ford. If he wants that little slice of land, give him all of the land and have them work together and come up with something for what is Toronto's crown jewel of lakefront real estate. Okay, but if it's the crown jewel, why do you want to give it to the province? Because if you give it to the province, I get the aspect of then where the mayor and city council could say whenever there's a complaint, well, it's not our problem. It's the province's land. Talk to them. But it, nothing is happening now. And nothing will happen with the, you know, the, the province's plans don't work without the city's lands and no plans that the city's ever come up with work without the province's plans. You're better off losing all of it and getting something than keeping 100% of nothing. You know what my response to all of that is? Yes. <laughs> but I have another tactic, and I'll talk about it on your show. Okay, coming up, but very quickly, we have about 30 seconds left here. Are you going to boycott Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Uh, they went on, on Canada Day, and then on Independence Day, the 4th of July in the United States, they scolded their customers that we are all on stolen land and we should give it back, although they gave none back. Yeah, are they giving back the land under their factories and all that kind of stuff? Look, I didn't know. I've heard of Ben & Jerry's because they're very famous. Yeah. I don't know that they're very good at any business because I've never seen a store. I don't know where they are. Maybe they're all over the U.S. I don't know if they exist. Well, there's, their ice cream is available in stores. Yeah, but it's like this is just a marketing effort. And normally I would advise uh, brands not to link their brand to some controversial cause. But if it's the only way you can get attention to sell ice cream, then maybe this is a Hail Mary for them. All right. Well, Mark, too. We will be on from 9 to noon today.